Welcome to the Messy Wonderful Podcast, where we're spilling all the deets on how we travel with little kids and a bigger family, plus tons of insight into our family's adjustment to our oldest son's diagnosis with autism at age three. Hey y'all, I'm Kimberly, wife, mom to three kids ages five and under, full-time CPA, and now blogger. So grab your coffee, glass of wine, it's a Diet Dr. Pepper for me, and let's do those dishes, the laundry, chauffeur those kids around, or whatever you have on your task list today. We'll do it together, because life may be messy, but it's oh so wonderful. (laughs) Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Messy Wonderful Podcast. Today, I want to chat with you as we are getting back into the rhythm of school and getting our kids back into those routines. I've shared with you in previous episodes about how Hunter really struggles when we change up his routine. I really noticed that we have a lot more tantrums and meltdowns with Hunter when he's struggling. And I talked a lot about things that we're doing to help him transition from school to summertime back in episode 18. But today I want to talk about how we're getting him ready for school, what this two-week adjustment is, some of the good, some of the bad, and just maybe this will help you, especially if you have a child with autism or that might be neurodivergent in a different way. But I really hope that this can help all of our kids because especially little ones, um, they're all kind of going through this. So today I'm going to touch on some of the good things about going back to school, some of the things that we look forward to, some of the things that are different and can cause us hardships and what it means and what we do moving forward. So let's dive in. So some of the good things that Hunter is having this year is that he's going to be in the same hallway. He's going to have the same times for his school day. He's familiar with the enrichments he goes to. So like library, music, the gym. He knows where all of those things are. Now, granted, the times and the days that he might go to those enrichments are going to change. But overall, that anxiety that comes from not knowing anything, I don't think that that's going to be as bad this year because there is a level of familiarity with all of that. And we're looking forward to having the same routine each day and week. And That's for us in the morning, in the afternoons, in the evenings. We really run on that same rhythm day in and day out. And then at school, even though he might have library on Monday and Spanish on Tuesday, he's going to learn his new schedule. And Hunter knew about a month in last year what days he went where. So he picks up on that and then he expects it and he knows it. And again, he gets into that routine and he really likes his school. I mean, and we love it too. Of course, last year we were super nervous moving him. It was one of the reasons that we decided to move Gage for pre-K-3. We just thought that the transition in moving them at the same time would help both of them for different reasons, but primarily Hunter. So I think he is just 
like so excited to be back to see his friends, to see his teachers. He loves learning. He told me at one point for summer camp this past summer that he didn't like it because he wasn't learning. And, you know, I had to tell him that everything in life can be a learning opportunity if you want it to be. But Hunter really likes that true academic learning. Okay, some of the things that are going to be different and I know are going to cause us some hiccups, some anxiety, the whole not knowing really gets him right. So he is going to be in a new classroom, even though it's in the same hallway. And I love last year at the end of school year in their last week of school when they were moving up to kindergarten and making a really big deal about it. They went and visited the kindergarten classrooms they got to play on the kindergarten playground they made it really fun and exciting for them but even though they did that it's still a new classroom it's still a new adjustment and if you've listened to any of our episodes about Hunter in the past I've talked about how on the outside he seems really excited and I think deep down he he does have a level of excitement but it's also mixed with so much anxiety and so I know that having a new classroom is going to bring him a mix of excitement and anxiety So I've been trying to wait for the right moment to tell Hunter. I I always wait for the right moments to tell him things. Because again, as I've mentioned in the past, when when we do it too early, all, all he can focus on is the anxiety of what's to come. But we don't want to wait until the last minute to tell him these things because then he doesn't have enough time to process. So it's always about finding time to process. And he has had in his mind since the end of pre-k4 and it was funny because they kept talking about moving up to kindergarten and he thought he was like in 11 days I'm going to be a kindergartner and I had to explain to him that he had a whole three-month summer before he moved up to kindergarten the 11 days was just to the end of pre-k4 then we had summer then he was going to be in kindergarten so he had in this mind before pre-k4 even ended who his kindergarten teacher was going to be And I've had to tell him since May that we don't know if that's the teacher that he's going to get, that there are two teachers and, you know, the school and his current teacher, they're going to pick the best fit for him. So it's always reminding him, you know, just like we had to have those conversations around, we might not get a girl, you know, he wanted us to have a girl baby, but we had to talk about the reality that that we didn't know and we might not get a girl. So trying to be, trying not to, to, to crush his little spirit and excitement, but also trying to prepare him so that he doesn't go so far down that if he doesn't get that teacher, just like if we hadn't gotten a girl, if he doesn't get that teacher, he's not going to be really upset. Another big one that I knew was going to be a problem and that that showed, so they do a readiness camp over the summer, new classmates. So of course, he's not moving to the next kindergarten classroom with the same exact 25 kids that were in his pre-K-4. I mean, we all know that from school, you you get remixed every year. Now you know everyone because you know, you've know you gone to school with most of the kids in the previous year. You're still going to get to see them on the playground, at lunch, things like that. But who was exactly in your class last year might not be in your new class. So we've had to talk about that. And of course, the two friends that I mentioned were going to be there when I was getting him pumped up for this readiness camp over the summer. They were in the other class. And a lot of times the readiness camp is sort of what it's going to look like when the school year starts. So that was just another way for us to reinforce that not all of your classmates from pre-K-4 are going to be in your kindergarten class, 
but you're going to get to see them on the playground at lunch. So make sure that you really take advantage of those special times to see your friends. And then of course, we'll still see them outside of school too. And then the other thing that's going to be different, right, is the new routine within his classroom, the way that kindergartners do things, the way that his enrichment schedule changes, getting used to that teacher's schedule and how they're going to do all of these things. So that's those are some of the big differences that I know are going to cause us some problems. So what does all of this mean? What I notice the most about Hunter is he's going to hold it together at school and have most of his meltdowns at home. His teachers, blessedly, don't see a lot of this. They really see a very held-together Hunter. And I've actually read quite a few articles that say this is very common for a lot of kids, that at home were their comfort. And so they try to be good all day, and then it just it all comes bubbling to the surface. And we don't notice this quite as much as Gage. We do see it sometimes, but we really notice this with Hunter and just, you know, the buildup of it. He's extra tired when he's getting back into the swing of things. Um, and he needs some extra brain breaks after the school day. I find that especially in these first few weeks, he needs a brain break at four o'clock instead of six o'clock when more in more of a normal routine we can usually get closer to bedtime for a brain break if he even needs one but in these first few weeks of school man it seems like almost every day he needs a brain break and it's not long after he's come home he's a little more clingy to us and I think that that's because he's unable to really communicate his feelings and so he knows he needs something but he doesn't know what he needs. And even if he can figure out what he needs, then he doesn't know how to verbalize it to us. So he's just clingy. And I think it's because he just needs some extra love and attention. And, and he's almost like yearning for us to help him figure out what he needs in a way that he can't tell us. He also has a little more trouble listening and focusing. And Chance and I have come to the conclusion that we think it's because he's mentally overwhelmed while trying to learn and process all of these new routines and what's going on and the anxiety. So in in general, we can have some focus issues. He's not usually too bad about the listening, but we find in periods like this, he really does have more trouble listening to us, focusing on what we're asking him to do, hearing his name when we call it. And I really do. I really believe that his brain is working in overdrive to figure out the new processes to put them in his brain so that he can remember them, so that he can get on board, so that he can focus. He's he's spending so much of his brain capacity focusing on the things that that are new and that he should be, and that's okay. But it took me, it's, I mean, it's honestly, he's been in school for three years now, two of them that we've had the diagnosis, this will be his third year, and it's taken me this long, y'all, to figure out that I think that's why he has more trouble listening and focusing because his brain is just exhausted and overwhelmed from focusing on on the new things and the new routines and everything his teachers are saying in school and he loves it and he's soaking it up but it's still a lot so I hope that you found this episode really helpful I know I haven't done an update on Hunter in a while we were just kind of coasting with with summer and trying to enjoy everything that was going on with that I did give a one month update with Vivi in episode 24 and I, I did talk a little bit about Hunter and how he's adjusting to that but this one's really focusing on you know 
back to school. It's a really tough time. Any transition is hard, but thankfully, once we get into this routine and, and these first two weeks are past us, we should hopefully have pretty smooth sailing from there. So I'm, I'm really excited for his new year and, and his new classes and, and everything like that. Um, and I know it's going to be a great year. So if y'all have any questions, you can always DM us on Instagram. Let me know if your kiddo is struggling with the same things or if you have any questions that I didn't directly answer today. You know that we're an open book and happy to offer any help that we can along the way. And if you're new to this world of autism with a toddler or a young child and whether or not you have a diagnosis, a formal diagnosis yet, if you're really starting to question some of the things going on, we actually put together a book guide for the family that has books for your child that is the one with autism or that you might suspect has autism for siblings, especially it's really geared towards younger siblings, helping them understand what's going on. And then it also has books for you as parents, as caregivers. And some of these y'all, I really wish I would have had sooner. Most of these I've only found within the last six to 12 months. And I think that if I would have had them two to three years ago, it would have made a world of difference for me and for Chance in how we understood Hunter, how we helped Hunter. So you can, I will make sure to include the link in the show notes and in the description so that you can go ahead and grab that book guide if you are interested in reading these books. Most of the books that are on this list are not going to be super medical, super doctor jargon because it doesn't make sense to me if it's too technical. So these were really books that I was able to understand. I was able to walk away and say, okay, I've recognized that in Hunter. Here's a way that we can help him. Here's a way that we can make this better. So I highly recommend that book list if you just really don't know where to start, if you're trying to read up and absorb all of the information that you can This is a great place to start, and I will make sure to link that for you below. All right, y'all have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending part of your day with us. If you love today's episode, be sure to share it with a friend. Any resources mentioned today will be linked in the description, and you can always find even more details in the show notes. And remember, you can find us over on Instagram at messy underscore wonderful. We hope you'll subscribe to the show so you get notified when a new episode comes out. We'd also be so grateful if you take just a second to leave us a review. We appreciate your reviews and sharing about the show more than you know. See y'all next week.